Pegasus Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Martin Garcia and Darian Clark. All right, we're back once again, Red Pegasus Podcast, sticking to the topic, and that is the great state of Texas, where we bring you everything and all things Texas. And guess what, people? Texas State Fair is opening up this weekend. Actually opened up, I think, today or yesterday. Um, But the State Fair is open, ready for its uh, visitors from all over the world. We're going to talk about some of the foods that you can get there, as well as a lot of uh, other interesting stuff when it comes to Texas. But first and foremost, of course, every full episode, we open up with a question of the day. And that question of the day is, where would you move if it wasn't for Texas. So you can move anywhere, anywhere in the world. And the money doesn't matter. It's, it just can't be Texas. So, you want to go first? All right. Uh, so now here's a, here's a note from our sponsor, The Great Crossbar. Okay, we want to take a moment just to recognize one of our sponsors. That is Crossbar Soccer and Beer in Richardson, Texas. Uh, where you chill and play every day. Uh, They are gracious enough to host us in their studio space here on site. And so we are super thankful for them. If you ever wanted a spot just to come hang with the friends, come hang with the family, Crossbar is definitely a good spot for that. Not only is it a good spot for playing indoor soccer in the AC during the hot summer months or the cool winter months, um, it is a good spot also for drinking some of the best beers featured across our beautiful metroplex um they have tvs to watch whatever you like usually sports are on but they take wrecks um they have video games to play fifa tournaments are often going on here as well as lawn games like cornhole and spike ball things like that so uh, lots of fun to do here uh, but mainly hanging around friends and family is the big and best part about it all uh, not only do we tell you to come here, but places like Fox 4, Dallas Morning News, and Dallas Sites have told you as well. So come on over, check them out, watch, uh, be involved in watch parties uh, for sports, and come play some indoor soccer and drink some good beer. You can follow them on Facebook and YouTube at Crossbar Soccer and Beer, or on Instagram or TikTok, crossbar.dallas, or you can just go to their website, crossbardallas.com to find out more including men's and co-ed leagues and other things like that so check them out if you haven't already um beyond that you can follow the red pegasus podcast on twitter instagram facebook just search up red pegasus pod and you'll find it no problem uh merch is still available and the link is located in all of our bios via teespring we're thankful for them for hosting our site for that Don't forget to rate, review, download the podcast wherever you listen. And um, be sure and just murder those buttons and keep up with us. Share it with your friends and family. The best form of advertising is word of mouth. So please take part in that as well. We are thankful for you all taking the time to listen to this. Now, back to the show. Okay. Now that we're done with the shenanigans. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Crossbar. And uh, thank you, Martin, for not (laughs) wanting to move anywhere except for Texas. Yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. You got to be crazy to go somewhere else. Yeah, no. Texas, um, uh, or, or but yeah, so Texas State Fair opens today. Uh, it's about that time we look at some of the winners and some of the finalists when it comes to the best taste categories 
Once again, that's savory, sweet, yeah. and the most creative. And uh, we'll also look at some of the uh, music and some of the bands that are going to be coming across um, that stage. What is it? The Chevy stage? Yes. Chevrolet, Chevrolet stage? main stage, what they call it. Um, you, what you can expect on opening week, week one through three as well. All right, let's dive into some of the food because, of course, we love ourselves some Texas State fried food. Yes, we do, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my, like, hyped up episodes of all time. Like, I love talking about state We're talking about the food, yep. Like, it just, it gets my mouth watering. Yeah. And it gets my, my just feelings to, a, to an all-time high. Yep. I don't know what it is. Just the aroma, the setting, the establishment of the fair itself. The creativity. Just, yeah, everything about this time of year. The weather's starting to get cooler. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, everything about it. Football on Saturdays, football on Sundays. Your mom's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we got it, we got it. Like, everything about this time of year. Um, and just to have the fair starting just tops it all off. Wrap the president with a bow. Put a cherry on top of the Sunday. Ugh. And um, take my butt to the fair. Let's go. All right. So let's go over the finalists first, and then we'll talk who won those categories. Yeah. Sounds good. Are we doing savory first? Yeah, let's do savory. Okay. You want to go first? Oh, wait. They already have winners. But we're, yeah. just, we're just doing the, the finalists. Yeah, we'll see what else there is that you okay. can grab, and then we'll, we'll figure okay. out the finalists. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So first on this list is the deep fried cheesy crab tater bites you already know i'm not getting that <laughs> you already know i would <laughs> i don't know if i will but i would if uh it's uh you know fairly affordable or easy to get to that's the problem with these it's like when you go they're so like, expensive they're expensive and they're like at this stand on the other side of the park <laughs> yes. and that's the only place you can get them at. i'm yes. like well i don't know if it's really worth the walk to go get them all and then yeah. spend all the money it is to get it but anyway exactly. sometimes they're at a few different stands and we can make it work um, but yeah, I'd give it a shot. All right. Uh, next up on the list, we have the deep fried pho, which uh, <laughs> this actually looks pretty good. It does. Uh, it's looks like pho in a sandwich, so like a banh mi. And um, this one I might actually try out. Yeah, that one looks good. They even give you the little uh, mushroom soup or whatever they call it with it. Oh, yeah, the yeah. The little cup. The miso soup. Yeah, that, yeah. The mushroom soup. You know, there's a couple of mushrooms usually yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I've always called as a kid. You know? Yeah, it's got everything. Uh, noodles, sliced beef, herbs, bean sprouts, the works. Yes. Looks good. I'd try it too. And next up is the loaded fries pizza. Oh, okay. What took so long for this to be thought right? of? Right? Like, this shouldn't be new, man. That looks delish. And you and know I'm hopping on that. It does look delicious. It's, uh, yeah, it's basically a pizza just... Minus the dough and put the fries. That's yeah. What it looks like, right? Yeah. I was about to say it doesn't even look. No, there is. It is on a pizza slice. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. I thought the crust was fries. No, but that's how that's how loaded the pizza okay. is. Yeah, yeah. That it doesn't even look like it's on an actual slice. I don't see tomato sauce, though. Which is good. Yeah. I don't think I would like the tomato sauce with the loaded pizza. It's true. So, yeah, it seems a little carby, but I'd give it a shot. You got to. A lot of Just fries. Run it off the next day. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> run. What's running? The next one is the Oxalent Soul Roll. <laughs> um, this is pretty interesting. Uh, tasty chunks of potatoes, savory smoked gouda, and mozzarella. 
let's see. Hearty beef mixture rolled into a light and flaky crispy spring roll. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was like a special meat that was in there, but it looks like it's just beef. Yeah, it says just hearty beef, but it also the name of it is Oxalent Soul Roll, so that's a little yeah. misleading. I thought I was a little confused. Yeah. I was like, are we eating ox now? Is right. that normal? Do people do that? Yeah, right. <laughs> I bet if it was ox, it'd be 50 tickets, you know, to get <laughs> a little roll of it, you know. So yeah, maybe they're definitely. like, we'll call it this, but it's just beef. And so yeah. It'd be a little bit cheaper. Okay. Interesting. Next on the savory finalist list, which is the last. Yeah, I was going to say the last one. turkey ribs. Okay. That's a yeah. twist. Yeah. So it looks like they just, uh, um, is the bone in there? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't look like it, but I guess it could be. It just looks like deep fried turkey, um, covered with some giblet gravy on top with some fries underneath. So, yeah. So more like strips. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But it has, um, stuffing seasoned fries, mm. homemade giblet gravy and secret salsa recipe. Mm. Sounds that's pretty good. Uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. I like turkey legs, so I bet I'd like this. All right, uh, so drum roll, please, for the winner of the best taste savory. It's a deep fried pho. Mmm, nice. Deep fried pho, taking the win for that. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty and good. Just to be clear, we have a best taste sweet and we have the most creative. Yeah. Just to relay that again. So, heading over to the sweets finalists, we have the Biscoff Delight, which uh, looks like a pie made out of Biscoff. Uh, cookies, which you normally get on airplanes. Um, right. That's really the only place I've ever seen them. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, with a caramelized touch, so I'm assuming they've got some sort of drizzle on there as well. Yeah. Um, not much of a pie person, but I will say that does look pretty good. It's a cheesecake, Martin. Oh, it is a cheesecake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Because you're right. Style it, cheesecake. It does look it. like a pie because it's like coated with something fried. Yeah, yeah. So it makes it look like a pie. And Belgian yeah. chocolate. Okay. No wonder it looked good. Yeah. I mean, I'd be down to try it. Wouldn't be my first option, seeing what we have next on this list. Yeah. But Ooh, uh, okay. I would give it a shot. Um, next on the sweets finalist of 2023, State Fair of Texas, the bourbon banana caramel sopapillas. Oh, this looks good, actually. <laughs> I'm on board with this, dude. <laughs> See what I mean, man? I'm, I'm about to go there. run to Fair Park, man. Good grief. It is... Hot and delicious traditional sopapillas, topped with vanilla caramel-infused bananas, sweet bourbon syrup, crushed candied pecans, sweetened mascarpone cheese, crumbled vanilla wafers, and dusted with powdered sugar. Man. Yes, please. Seriously. I am uh, definitely going to go to this booth, even if it is on the other side of the park. Honestly, I would too. Have to. Um, next up, Fernie's fried cherry pie in the sky. Mm. Um, looks like it's, uh, just a normal cherry pie. Um, shortbread cookies layered on top and, uh, comes with a side pairing of bluebell vanilla ice cream drizzled with cherry preserves, Mm. clouds of whipped cream and garnished with sugared dark sweet cherries. Oh man. Nice. Yep. I'd go, uh. Far and above for that one too. Yeah, is it because of the bluebell or because yes of no. the pie? Both. I like cherry pie. I think that's probably my number one pie or cobbler. Yeah. Well, cobbler's peach for me, but cherry pie, yeah, probably my favorite. 
Yeah, so it's a cherry pie with topped with uh, butter, almond, shortbread crumble. And then, of course, pied with that bluebell ice cream with all the yums on top. Sounds delish. Nice. All right. Next up for the sweets, we have Sweet Encanto. Okay. So, I'm going to have to read this one. It looks like a like a fruit pizza, right? Yeah. Like a Mexican-style like fruit pizza. Like a crepe, Boba? Yeah, yeah, like a crepe. Yeah, there you go. Um, It is like a round waffle, thinned waffle, lightly sweetened with caramel dulce de leche. It swirled perfectly on the wafer. It has strawberry, kiwi, peach, shredded coconut, and it's topped with raspberry jam and drizzled with condensed milk. So, sounds pretty darn good to me. Nice. More of a healthy snack. Yeah. Healthy, almost. Healthy sweet side. Yeah, definitely. And this one's a new one. I don't know if I've seen this before, but a beverage for the sweet. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, maybe like a shake in the past, but yeah, this is like a straight drink. This is called the Trail Aid, and um, this is a perfect remedy for that uh, Texas heat, in case it is still hot out there. Um, so, let's see, delightful blend of summer fruits, crisp cucumbers, and fresh mint blended with the homemade lemonade. This is an ideal elixir to cure what's ailing you. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Good one. Trail Aid is a fruity, refreshing, non-alcoholic cocktail served in a souvenir cowboy boot cup mm. and enjoyed anywhere after a trail ride a saloon and especially while trailing through the state fair of texas fairgrounds um yeah this is pretty cool i thought it was a little i thought it was a bit alcoholic because it's got the uh cerveza yeah to the side of that uh-huh so i was a bit excited but looks like it's a non-alcoholic drink still looks delicious though yeah not gonna lie you could pop your own in there right more affordable yeah there you go take the <laughs> the little liquor bottles and just pour some of those in there yeah but um, that, that little boot cup is pretty cool man it a little handle cool. on it and everything it clear, is clear boot looking cup shows the shows the drink off <laughs> yes sir it's pretty cool looking all right so the 2023 sweet finalist well not finalist but the winner drum roll please that is going to go to Biscoff Delight. Okay. I am a bit upset. <laughs> right? I would have liked the uh, bourbon banana caramel, but uh, yeah. it's okay. I understand. All right. Yeah. I, th- both of those are like, I didn't expect them to win, but I can see where there's a, a path to victory for them. Yeah. They're they're different. They're unique in their own ways. So uh, the most creative basically just goes off of the sweet and savory, whichever one is the most creative dish from those. Yeah. And the winner for the most creative is the bourbon banana caramel sopapilla. So, hey, at least it's still got an award. Yeah, yeah. But uh, definitely should have won that sweet category for sure. I know. I really want to try that one. <laughs> dude, I see you sweating over there with your <laughs> mouth <laughs> mouth watering with the sopapillas. We got a whole half of the episode left to record, and I'm ready to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good stuff, man. Uh, you planning on going? Yeah, I want to go. Okay. You just don't know when yet? Yeah, I don't know when, but I do want to go. I think the whole food, like I haven't really been too big into the food stuff, but since we started doing the podcast, yeah, I've started to get more into it. And yeah. The food and, and all the different creative stuff that's out there. Nice. Yep. Seeing what some of these people are coming up with. And uh, also, you can't beat a free concert, right? Especially... Yep. Um, when a couple of years ago you had the Black Pumas stroll by and Dude, they played yeah. an awesome gig there. That was crazy. 
Um, so yeah, the free concert series, Chevrolet main stage is, um, uh, one, uh, one of the stages that you could find there. I think, well, really the only stage that you could find at the uh, Texas state fair, see a lot of bands come through. And of course, like we said earlier, it's free. So yep. you get to see some awesome people come by like on opening weekend, um, September 29th through October 1st, you have Lone Star coming in Friday, CeeLo Green coming in Saturday. Okay. In the uh, at around four p.m., uh, Christy Michelle, um, Saturday, and La Zenda Norteña coming in October first. That Sunday, they're playing at eight thirty p.m. It's your birthday. Go check out your boys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Might put me up there on stage with them. Who knows? <laughs> Feliz cumpleaños, Martin. <laughs> that was oh, good. <laughs> But dude, is CeeLo Green still making music? Yeah, so um, you know Killer Mike from uh, Run the Jewels? Yeah. So he came out with a new album a couple, probably like a month ago maybe now. And I've been playing it nonstop. Like it's just on loop 24-7 in my car. Mm. And uh, CeeLo Green is like featured on the first song. Oh, nice. He's He's got like a backup part, but I mean still. I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. CeeLo yeah. Green still killing it. Nice. Cool, man. Uh, as for week one um, of the concert series, uh, running October 2nd through the 8th, on the second, you have the UNT 4 O'Clock Lab Band. Okay. Check them out. Bowling for Soup. Nice. On the third. On the fourth, you have South Texas Homies. <laughs> Look like a bunch of good dudes. Or uh, homies. Homies. Maybe from South Texas. <laughs> Just a guess. Oh, that was funny. On the fifth, you have Saber Puro. Sabur. There you go. Thank you, Martin. Sabor. Thank you for the... Sabor puro. I assisted and you slammed the alley. I appreciate that. Yeah, got you. Um, on the fifth, you also have... You need Clayton help with this one? Mullen. <laughs> no, I got that one, Martin. Clayton. <laughs> Clayton Moyan. Moyan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the sixth, you have Matt Hillier. Uh, also on the sixth, right after him, you have Hairball. And uh, my goodness, that band has a lot of hair. I guess that's where yeah. they get their name from. Um, and on the seventh... The boy returns, dude. Yes. Little John. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's back. Is he still making music? I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, man. On the 7th, 8.30 p.m. Little John. Catch him. Um, On the 8th, for two different performances, you have Experience Selena. Selena. Probably like some Selena cover band, right, or something. Yeah. And then uh, also on the 8th after her, or after the cover band of Selena, you have 38 Special. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so that is it for week one. I kind of want to go see South Texas Homies. <laughs> yeah, right? And also uh, Bowling legit. for Soup. Yeah, right? Them guys look legit. Uh, week two is running uh, October 9th through the 15th, starting off with the Little Mermen <laughs> Monday at 3 p.m. Okay. Uh, Monday, uh, also later on, around 5.30, you can see Matt Koziel. Is that how you say his name? I guess. guess as good as mine. I wasn't sure if he was a popular uh, yeah. artist. Uh, not po- not like that. Like You know, yeah. You know what I mean. We follow you. Um, then you have on Tuesday, Kate Tupin. Yeah. Topin. Yeah. 
Um, Wednesday, you have Outlaw Mariachi. There you go. You said that one right. Oh, you could tell that they ride Harleys. Dude, yeah. And just, I love the sombreros. Those guys are out for business, dude. Is that guy wearing headphones or is that goggles for when he's riding his Harley? I think that's goggles. Okay, right. (laughs) Dude, those are massive goggles. (laughs) I think those are goggles. But yeah, Outlaw Mariachi on Wednesday. They've got two shows, 545 and 830. The Powell Brothers playing on Thursday. Uh, Ex Ambassadors, dude. Yeah, they're people good. may know some may know know those guys. They're playing Friday the thirteenth. Renegade song. Yeah, hey, living it like we're renegades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Just like that. Yeah, right. Just. Like and, uh, that. Are you a part of the band? <laughs> oh no, um, no, 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 no. Rathmore is playing on Saturday, two, four, and six p.m. Dude, they they must be killing it right For now. Real. Uh, Craig Morgan is playing Saturday at eight thirty. Braxton Keith playing on Sunday with the two and four o'clock slot. J.R. Carroll playing Sunday at six p.m. and Shane Smith and the Saints playing Sunday at ten in the morning and eight thirty p.m. Yeah, those are Shane Smith Saints. They're pretty uh, popular local band. Oh yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. Nice. Uh, more on like the folky side of things. A little bit of twisting country. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but I thought one of those was uh, Nate <laughs> for oh, yeah. a second. I was like, okay, <laughs> nice. Nate's playing at the state fair. I wouldn't be surprised. That dude band hops like crazy. <laughs> um, nothing bad about that. No, just, not at all. Just adding, dude. Yeah. Dude's living the living the life. It sure is. Uh, week three, October sixteenth to the twenty second. So this is the last week of the fair, right? Yeah, yeah. Ends around the twenty second time frame. On the 16th, we have the Sazerac Jazz Band. Nice. Three straight sets, followed by Holly Beth on Tuesday. Gracie York following her. Uh, the 40 Acre Mule on Wednesday. Three straight sets, 4 to 8.30. Dallas Burrow on the that Thursday, the 19th. Man, that rings a bell. I feel like I've Dallas heard, Burrow? Yeah, I feel like I've heard his music before, but I can't, I can't recall right here at the moment. Uh, Jake Worthington. Um, it's a good old country boy playing on Thursday, eight 30 boy. Um, on the Friday we have forever Motown. Ooh, I bet that's a cool set. Yeah. That's going to be a good set at five 30 on that Friday, the 20th following them, dude, we have the war and treaty. Nice. Uh, they're solid, man. That guy's voice, Michael, I think they call him Mike, but, uh, killer Mike. I'm just playing. Um, I don't know. Really? No, I don't think so. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, he has a stellar voice. Warren Treaty's solid. Um, uh, good band. Uh, they're on the Friday, the 20th at 8.30 PM. Nice. On Saturday, you have Charlotte Sands, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Dude, wow. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus is playing? Yeah. I had no idea. Four o'clock on Saturday. Um, following them, we have We the Kings. And, uh, Martin, I'll let you finish this one off. Um, Yaritza y su Esencia. On Sunday, the 22nd at 3 PM. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> on Sunday at uh, 3 p.m. Nice. We the Kings. That sounds familiar. That band sounds familiar. It does, yeah. I'm going to look them up. Are they the... the ones that play that... That song? I don't follow it. The, uh, I don't follow the, uh, it. Jumping off the back porch. We the Kings. It was a walkout song for one of the Texas Rangers players. Maybe. Would check yes Juliet is their biggest song or sad song. 
Oh, both man. of these have been streamed over two hundred and fifty thousand times. That is definitely not who I thought. We the Kings check yes, Juliet, but I do. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just humming. It is no. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I do know. Check yes, Juliet, Monty, Okay. Okay, so yeah, they're like 2000s yeah. pop rock. Yeah. yeah. They're, they they kind of match that red jumpsuit apparatus vibe. Okay. The yep. ones that do the face down song. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And they're both back to back on that Saturday. Yeah, that's right. I'm getting slap happy over here or something. I don't know what's going on. All right. Sounds like you need to go on the 21st. Yeah, I think I'm. that's the date that I'm going. Um, all right, so uh, moving in, moving on to a different topic here. Um, you actually came across this um, topic. You want to go into it a bit? Yeah. Um, you ever just wonder where the word Texas originally comes from? Yeah, actually. Like, you know, we always throw around words like all the time. Like, how about we find the root of it? You know? Yeah. And you sure you may think Tejas, right? Um, it's often said around here. And um, it has come from that in the past. Um, which is a Spanish word that was originally adopted from the Caddo nation, the Caddo Indian nation. And, uh, the 19th century, right? Yeah. Okay. I always get those back mixed up, you know, like yeah, 19th is, is pretty hard. 1800s. Right. Yeah. Got it. That's weird. So yeah, that's when it was adopted. And, uh, the original word was Taysha, T-A-Y-S-H-A. Hmm. Which they used as a means to call somebody a friend or an ally. Okay. Which I found interesting. You know, we still kind of have carried that culture for so long. Yeah. Like Texans, like, just naturally are hospitable. Like, they're friendlier, you know. Like, it's just pretty cool just to carry that on from the Caddo Indians to the Spanish and then yeah. now to the Texans. So, again, rich culture, rich history here. And so when the Europeans first made contact with the Caddo Indians... They were actually very friendly with them, as a as opposed to a lot of stories you may hear in the past regarding, you know, feuds of land. Yeah, um, they used this word to refer to each other as friends or allies. They would say they would call each other Tasha um, to eliminate any um, language barriers. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, just to think like how far back it goes, and um, with people, but also in time. Um. The name Texas became associated with the region, and it was used to refer to the Spanish province of Texas. Later, when Texas was under Mexican rule, it continued to be known as Texas. During the period of Mexican rule, there was a desire for greater autonomy among the Texan-American settlers in the region, and this eventually led to that Texas Revolution in 1835. That resulted in the establishment of the Republic of Texas. When yes, Texas sir. gained its independence from Mexico, it adopted the name Republic of Texas, and later, when it joined the United States in 1845, it became the 28th state and retained the name Texas. So the name Texas ultimately has its roots from the Caddo word Tasha, eventually transforming into the Spanish word Tejas. Um, and settlers have and settlers have been using it and referring to the region of Texas like that for century for centuries, literally. That is really cool, though. Yeah. Um, because I want to say this is in. 
Because you know how when you go to the Alamo, it gives obviously the history of the Alamo and stuff like that. I think it's talked a bit about how the Spanish used Tejas to describe Texas, but it doesn't go even further back to when the Caddo tribe was using it to describe allies and friends. Yeah. So that's really cool how you will go from Tasha to Tejas to Texas. I wonder if there's like an intentional thing behind that. Like, why don't they go back further to the Indian settlers? You know? Yeah. Because you know how that comes up every once in a while. Like, people try to erase history. Yeah. When it comes to the natives. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. That's a good question because it's also not like Tasha was used in a bad way, as we can see here. Right. It was used to describe ally and friend, so you would think that you would want to go even further back. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. So, I, And I could be wrong. They could mention this in, at the Alamo in the museum or in any sort of other museum that you come across in Texas. But it's something that I definitely didn't know until you brought this up. And it got me thinking. I was like, yeah, where does the word Texas come from? Because as far as back as I know, it's just Tejas and that's yeah, it. Yeah, right. Nice. Interesting. Fun fact there. Fun fact. Also, when I was looking around history of Texas, this kind of came up. Um, we have now entered um, Hell's Back Porch, or exited <laughs> Hell's Back Porch, yeah. I believe. Have we? Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe. Um, as currently as we're recording, it's highs in the 80s, so out of it for now. Mm, good stuff. But a couple of weeks ago, it was still in the hundreds, you know? Yeah. Straight days. So it kind of piqued my mind, like, what is the hottest temperature ever recorded in Texas? Yeah. And, like, we were looking it up, and it was... All we could find was 120, 120, 120. And I came across this story via the Day Tripper podcast. And he said, on June 15th, 1960, it was in the middle of the night, an incident called Satan's Storm occurred. It was a powerful storm that encountered rapid deamplification because of a collision with drier air aloft. Okay. There's moisture that's supposed to cool down the air, but it was so hot that it evaporated evaporated that it evaporated and drove the temps even higher and denser. So this giant column of air comes down and crashes into the earth. Hmm. And they said 140 degrees was recorded. 140 degrees. So it was like as if God grabbed a um, hair blow dryer and just pointed it directly on the spot on earth. Uh, And that spot was Copperall, Texas. I think it's near... um, uh, San Angelo area. It's like oh, okay, west, but kind of more central. Yeah. Um, and the temps spiked during this time in the middle of the night. Townspeople sprung up from their beds, gasping from the sweltering heat. They said corn even cooked on their stalks. People thought it was the end of the world as they were experiencing 140 degrees sweep over the land. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I can ever complain about heat ever again. <laughs> no. can never complain about that Texas heat after that story. Dude, what? Imagine waking up in the middle of the night just sweating yeah. and feeling nothing but heat. And like you said, um, Which, yeah, during that time, a I giant bet. column of air. So yeah. it's not like it's just hot. It's like right. it's blowing, like wind is blowing yeah. on you right. and it's hot, yeah. like flames. And I can imagine... 1960 AC was still few and far between, I was especially just, out in the country. Yep. So I bet they were sleeping with their windows open to allow yep. some breezes to come in. 
And then you get that breeze. Yeah, then you get that, dude. Wow, that's crazy. I think I saw somewhere in here too that corn, corn even cooked on its uh, on their stalks. Yeah, dude. What the heck? I guess they woke up the next day and they're going to go check on their corn. And <laughs> it's, it's got cooked. popcorn, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I got popcorn. <laughs> Dude, that is crazy. 140 degrees. Yeah. And it's interesting that this one also hasn't been talked about because while trying to look it up, yeah. I was like, 120 degrees. That's all I find on Google. Right. 120 degrees, 1994, 120 degrees. I'm like, wow, where was this? Why wasn't this recorded? That's that's crazy. But you brought up a good point. It's probably because it's a small town and it was an incident and not necessarily like a day. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, and I don't even know if a meteorologist would have been able to track that that True, quickly yeah. back then yeah. with the technology they had. I don't and, know. and that's also new. A Satan storm? Like, that's... I've yeah. never heard of that. I've right. never heard of this whole process. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Where, like, it was so hot that the... the <laughs> what was it? The, uh, uh, the air was so hot that it evaporated. Yeah. I'm so confused. The moisture in the air was so hot that it evaporated and made this worse. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. crazy, dude. Yeah. Unreal. Anyways, thought it was interesting and I had to bring it up to the podcast. Yeah, definitely. That's a good story. Want to jump into some Suggs and Rex to close it out? Yeah, let's do it. Suggs and recommendations. All you right. want to go first? I will go first. This is a TV show. Okay. And it is a limited series on HBO Max. Eight episodes. Um... Roughly, you know, just under an hour each. Um, it is it is a true story. It's not based on a true story. Okay. Before every episode, they say, this is a true story. And uh, obviously, there's still actors. Um, so, it's not the, it's not a documentary. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You follow me? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, it's two, it's about two church-going couples enjoying small town life in Texas. Um, this occurred in the 80s. I don't know if you ever remember this or read about it in the past yeah. or anything, but... You can obviously find out what happened, but if you want to leave the suspense, go for it. So yeah, anyway, it's two church-going couples enjoying small-town family life in Texas until someone picks up an axe. An affair is involved, and a massive court case happens, occurs in Collin County, Wiley more specifically. And, um, dude, it is a wild ride. Yeah? Oh my goodness. It's so good. Okay. If you're into this kind of, you know... Uh, like murder mystery yeah that kind okay. of stuff check it out for is sure. it scary or are there scary moments no no okay it's not like a horror thing there's definitely suspense whenever certain scenes are taking place yeah yeah but it's not like horror or anything like that okay there's language so i wouldn't recommend it really for kids yeah um but yeah it's a good watch dude nice um one of the uh sisters um Blanking on the last name. Looking it up currently. <laughs> As he's typing. The uh, Scrolling now on his phone. Live. Uh, <laughs> laughing as he <laughs> continues to read deeply. Olsen sisters. Oh, okay. Elizabeth Olsen plays the main actress oh, okay. in this. Cool. And Jesse Pleemans plays um, the husband of the other couple. Who's that? Um, if you saw him, you'd. I need, you'd, yeah, I need photos because I don't know names. Yeah, if you saw him, you'd understand who he is. Uh, nothing big is popping up, but I'm sure if you saw him, you'd. you'd okay. Oh, okay, I know who he is. Anyways, those are kind of like the bigger actors featured in this show. Um. Oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah. 
Let's and see. Tom Pelfrey's in it too. He plays in Ozark. Um, did you watch that? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Pelfrey's amazing actor. Like uh, so yeah. underrated. You know, are you looking at him now? Yeah. Okay. He plays uh, Wendy's brother with the, oh, the mental yeah, illness. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's a phenomenal limited series show on HBO Max called cool. Love and Death. And Check actually, there's a exact same show on Hulu yeah. about the same exact storyline and everything. And that one's called Candy. Okay. The the wife is called Candy. Her name's Candy Montgomery. Okay, dude, I, you got me excited. I want to watch this now. <laughs> and we yeah, just it, finished our shows, so like we were in the hunt for a new one. Yeah, so nice. we'll, we'll check it out. It takes place in Collin County, so it even shows some old footage of how Collin County might have looked. How back nice, then and, yeah. And it features the Como Motel, the famous hotel along seventy five in Richardson. Yeah, dude, yeah. Nice. Okay, we'll check it out. It's, it's awesome. Man. Love and Death limited series on HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, while you're at it, you know, you could, you could watch that show while you're munching on some great food, yep. like, uh, some pizza from Mr. O one pizza in Dallas. All right. It's near the uptown area near Oaklawn, that area. Um, the, uh, Natalie and I, we went here one day, uh, and we tried this pizza place, really great Italian style pizza. Um, we got two different ones. I think one was kind of like a hot soprasada type of pizza. Nice. Another one was, um. What is that called? Um, arugula and what is the meat? Mm. I'm trying to think and I'm drawing a blank. I would keep thinking of provolone, but it's not provolone. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, but anyways, great pizza. It actually has a pretty good story to the name of the uh, restaurant. And I don't know if I want to say it because I feel like I'll go ahead and share it because it's actually pretty cool. So the owner of Mr. 01. He's got restaurants in I think five different restaurants across the globe. And he came over here to the U S on a visa, a work visa, the 01 work visa. Mm. And so that's whenever he brought his, um, his business over here off of that visa. That's what he decided to name his, uh, his pizza place. Hmm. So that's why it's called Mr. 01 pizza. Nice. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. They have like a little, pa- and that's just a quick overview. You can look at all the different locations that he has, and then the story that goes a little bit deeper behind uh, the naming of the place. Nice. But yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah. Like that's a pretty cool spot. And like I said, great great pizza. They make hand make it all right there in front of you, so like you can see them in the kitchen. I don't know if they're all like that, but the one that we went to was was like that. You could see them in the uh, in the kitchen making the pizza. What kind of pizza? Like deep dish? Thin? No, it's like Italian style pizza. Okay. So like real thin slice, but like pretty flimsy, you know, oh, yeah. like a nice uh, uh, crust to okay. it. Nice. Um, and they also have this special thing that they do, which are called star pizzas. And star pizzas, I mean, they basically just kind of like shape the uh, dough. They like pinch it in some areas and make it look like a star. Oh, yeah. And then in the points of the star, they stuff it with ricotta cheese. Ooh. So... A That's pretty cool, cool spot, a uh, nice little area, so you might have to wait uh, in order to find a table, but we had no problem. We went in and sat straight down, so. Nice. Check it out, Mr. O One Pizza um, near Uptown Oaklawn area. This was a tasty episode. Yeah, right? <sighs> Too much food. Um, but yeah, so much on that pizza while you're watching Love and Death. I couldn't ask for a better date night. I don't know about you. For real, that sounds real nice. (laughs) 
All right, we'll see you guys at the state fair. You can find us uh, over in the section where those uh, bourbon sopapillas are. Yes. Yes.